Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Resurgence Messages podcast. Today's is a little different from the normal messages that we post. We did an event in January of 2022 called Gather and Pray. Uh, in this event, we called the city of Edmonton to a unified expression of prayer, worship, and fasting. And for seven nights, we gathered at seven different churches. We prayed for different themes. We prayed for different things across the city. Uh, it was an incredible event and such a great thing to be a part of. And uh, today's podcast is from our closing rally of that event. Uh, what we did on that night is we prayed for revival. And so you're going to hear from a lot of different speakers. Uh, Pastor Rick Vanderwerk from C3 Church, Pastor Craig Cadwell from Heartland Alliance, Pastor Dean Forster from Champion City Church, uh, Jim Hall from the House of Prayer Edmonton, myself and Travis Holonia, our executive director. We all participated in the service in different ways. Some of us prayed, some of us took time to do a bit of teaching on revival. And so we hope you enjoy this little bit of uh, a best of from our closing rally of Gather and Pray. Welcome to the Resurgence Messages podcast. We gather and minister regularly for the purpose of reaching people, reviving churches, and releasing leaders. Our prayer is that this message will inspire you to arise for the kingdom of God. For more information on the ministry of Resurgence and how you can take part, check out liveforsurgence.com. Isaiah 40 talks about preparing a way for the Lord. And that, I believe, is our mission and mandate, and it never changes at the Church of Jesus Christ. The words of Isaiah were spoken by John and basically says, let every valley be raised up. Come on. Let every mountain come down. Let every crooked path be made straight. Any stumbling stones removed out of the way. So that all humanity can see the salvation of our God. Jesus represents himself really well. I did not know at the age of 23 that I was looking for him. But thank God he was looking for me. Come on. G.K. Chesterton said, the man who knocks on the door of a brothel is looking for God. They don't know that, but they are. Your job and my job is to remove the barriers so they can encounter God. Come on. And one of the things that God is taking off of us as the church is a wrong understanding that we have somehow got into our psyche into our church culture that Jesus came to make bad people nice he didn't he came to make dead people come alive and the goal of the gospel is not to create nice people but to create revolutionaries who will tear down the constructs of the enemy so that the prisoners can go free that's your job that's my job that's why I signed up with this thing Years ago, as a pleasant pagan, newly saved, I got pretty far along in my reading. I didn't know you were supposed to start in the Old Testament. I started in Genesis. It just worked my way through. Every now and then I'd trip up over bells and pomegranates and stuff and I'd go, what the? And the Holy Spirit said, just keep reading. It'll all make sense, just keep reading. And it was a good book. There was murder, there was intrigue, there was deception, there was wars, everything a guy could want. And I'm working in road construction, that's what I did in the summers. And over the roar of the bulldozer, I heard the Lord say, Habakkuk revisited, Habakkuk revisited. And I thought, I I don't think I've read that. Is that in the Bible? So I went back and I was happy to find out it was. And the two verses that immediately gripped my heart, and I'm sure have gripped your heart. Habakkuk chapter one, verse five. Look to the nations, be utterly amazed. I'm going to astound you. I'm going to do something in your day you would not believe, even if it were told you. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm bringing revival to the earth. 
And as I'm reading along, I get to chapter two. I like Habakkuk, there's only three chapters. My kind of book. It says, write the vision down and make it plain so that others can see it and run with it. For the vision awaits for the appointed time. Though it tarries, it will not prove false. Come on. And so there are words, there are statements that God has made, is making, and will make. Because everything I've learned, everything I've learned from the Word and from God is He works through His Word. His Word is so incredibly powerful. Listen. He created the heavens and the earth with 166 words. Come on. Come on. Even Jonah, in his miserable state, brought the city of Nineveh to repentance. Even the cows got saved. With six words in English, four words in Hebrew. I mean, he really didn't want them to get saved. But they got saved anyways. How powerful is God's Word? And that's the word that he unleashes through you and through me. We think globally, we act locally. But every time I've sort of struggled saying, Lord, we're so spread out in this nation. How are you going to bring salvation to this nation? Years ago, there was a book that came out. Now it's probably in, anyways, called Operation World. And it gave a demographic breakdown of every nation in the world. Economics, politics, people, men, women, all that sort of stuff. And religion. And so I got it and I flipped to Canada. 88% of the population believe in God. Yay! Only 4% it really matters in their life. Oh. And I just like, God, oh God. And then I saw a map of Canada stretched out before me. And it was a power grid with those high electrical power lines and towers and I heard the Lord say it's all in place all I have to do is hit the switch I can flow through the Catholic Church I can flow through the Anglican Church I can flow through the United Church come on I want to tell you structure doesn't hinder God when he starts to move look out and so I'm encouraging you that God's Word in you unleashed is powerful and effective incredibly powerful and effective but you know I've learned like Jesus says in, in the Beatitudes uh, don't make any rash vows and I've learned that when you make a rash vow you bind yourself emotionally to that moment I had a situation when I was in grade 5 and I was deeply in love with this little blonde haired girl I mean, we talked about marriage and children. And the next day, we split up because she found someone with a bag of sunflower seeds and I didn't have them. But you know, I was standing on her back porch and I started crying. And I said, if this is how relationships work, no one will ever hurt me again. And something shut down in my heart. I was 14, I wanted to go trick-or-treating with my friends. And my father said no. And I said yes, and I said, he said no. And I got so angry I started crying and he turned to me and he said, what's wrong with you? And he started laughing. And I said, I will never cry again. And I didn't shed a tear for five years until I met Jesus. And he unlocked and unleashed my heart. And I mean, I ugly cried for three weeks. All of that pent up stuff coming out. I wanna lead you in a prayer tonight because unwittingly, there are things that happen to us and it's like our voice gets shut down. And if there's anything I believe that Jesus needs his church to do in this day and in this age is to stand up and unleash our voices and unleash the good news here in this nation 
of Canada. So would you stand with me? And sometimes it happens when we're younger and we make a statement and somebody laughs and we say, I'll never say that again. Sometimes what we're saying is misunderstood and it comes back and it hurts us and says, if that's the way it is, I'm just not going to say anything. And what that does is it puts a lock on your throat and it puts a hesitation in your spirit. And every time you step forward to share, there's a little tug and you, you hesitate. So put your hand on your throat. And just pray this with me. Father in heaven, you have created me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You have given me a voice. And what you've done in my life is a story that's worth being told. You have dug deep wells of salvation in my life. And you said with joy, I'll draw water from the wells of salvation and pour it out on others. There have been times in my life when I've received a kickback from the things I've shared, from family members, work relationships, friends, spouse, and somehow it made me feel afraid. And I thought, I'm not going to do that again. But it's not my life. It's your life. And tonight, I say I am sorry. And I renounce any vows that I have placed on my throat that is hindering me from sharing the good news. In Jesus' name, I break that now. And I release my voice so that I can not only sing, I can declare, and I can speak with ease and boldness your good news to those who desperately need it. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody, say thank you, Lord. I have accidental encounters with Jesus. One time, I was in a prayer meeting, and we were praying whether we should go to Quebec and have some meetings and as I was there it was like you know when John hears a voice and says come up here and I will show you things so so I hear the Lord say uh, out of Jude chapter 1 somewhere in the middle I am coming to the province of Quebec with thousands upon thousands of my holy ones for I'm going to do something in that province that will shake the nation and shake the world somebody say thank you Lord God Almighty can do more with one word than I could do in 50 years of trying it just doesn't take much. So tonight we're going to do two things. And uh, Jim and I are just going to kind of free flow and lead you uh, in. But I believe it's not about applying the principles, but obtaining the promises. Yes. You are perfect in faithfulness. Yes. And so we agree, Lord, with your word. Yeah, yeah that your word will come to pass and you will glorify yes, yourself yes, will. you will glorify your yes, name you will, will not share your your glory yeah, with another yeah, yeah, yeah. and we say yes lord come oh lord yes. and fulfill your yes. promises yes. come like you promised we ask oh god lord we just declare that you're hovering over this church you're hovering over our city you're brooding over the province and over the nation and even as you brooded over chaotic waters we see our nation in chaos but we thank you lord that as we your people declare your word at the right time you'll take that word and you'll bring creative life back into our nation back into our province and back into our city and we thank you for that lord I don't know the geographic directions, so 
I'm just going to ask people to turn north, south, east, west. So which ways? Which ways this way? Okay. So south. So some. One, two, three, four. Okay. You guys keep facing this way. You guys turn around, and face that way. You guys face this way. You guys face this way. Okay. Turn around, face this way. You guys face that way. Good, 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 good. Because Isaiah said in in Isaiah 43, because you are precious in my sight. Israel, I want you to say, because you are precious in my sight, Canada, I'm going to give people an exchange for you. And I'm going to say to the north, give them up. And I'm going to say to the south, do not hinder them. And I'm going to say to the east, come. And I'm going to say to the west, come. We're calling in every person that's anointed and appointed for such a time as this to the great harvest, to the great work of the salvation of the nation in Jesus' name. It says in Isaiah, he prays this prayer and he, he prays and he says, Oh God, God, that you would rend the heavens. Mm. God, that you would come down come on. and that you would make your name known even amongst your enemies, even those that are opposed to you, that you would come and make your name known. That you would cause the mountains to quake before you. And so, Lord, we just pick up that prayer and say, Oh God, even as you are in our presence, even as you have come down, Jesus, as you have come, we say again, Oh, that the manifest presence of God would come down, that they would fill this city and it would fill this province, that it would fill this nation. God, we ask, Lord, come and make your name known. Come and make your name come known. On, come, come on, come on. Come and make your name known, yeah, 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 even to those that are your enemies, that they would turn. Because you are a God who loves. You are a God who loves his enemies. And you are wanting to call them to yourself. You are wanting to redeem them and to save them. So, Lord, we ask you, we ask you, Lord, oh, that you would come and make your name known. Make your name known in this city and in this region. Oh, that people, that people's hearts would tremble, that they would respond to you and give themselves fully to you. God, let them see. Do for them what you have done for yeah, us. On, Open their on, eyes that they would see. Open their ears that they would hear. Open their hearts that they would turn. Let them turn to you, O oh God. May they turn to Jesus. I, we pray tonight and ask for revival, a great turning to Jesus, that the glory of God, that the glory of Jesus would be manifest in this city. We believe tonight, Father, that you want to glorify your Son. You want to make him openly seen to be beautiful and glorious as he is. And so we ask for this. As we think of revival, as we think of the move of the Holy Spirit, we're believing, God, that hundreds and thousands upon thousands upon thousands would be touched and anointed and returned, turn, that they would turn to Jesus. We call them back. We call them back to you, O God, for they are yours. Let them come back, we pray in Jesus' name. Declare with me. You guys can have a seat. Um, One of the things we wanted to do tonight is have short teachings and lots of time to pray. And so uh, Pastor Craig from Heartland Alliance Church is going to come and share what God's laid on his heart to do with revival. So let's welcome Pastor Craig. Thanks, Donovan. Thanks, team. Uh, just so grateful to be part of uh, what Resurgence is doing. Thank you. And uh, House of Prayer Edmonton and all that's been happening this week. Uh, just really, as, as Donovan said, or maybe it was Stephen, just a dream come true. I know uh, I've been a pastor in this area for almost 19 years now and just uh, honestly can't believe we're doing this. Like It's just amazing to know that we're united in prayer and fasting and seeking God for this region. Just felt really reminded in that prayer time as well that uh, God laid on my heart. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Fort Edmonton and watched the movie about Edmonton being founded there. Uh, But about seven years I was there and I watched 
that movie. I think maybe it was Zen. I can't remember. Anyways, if you go there, I was deeply emotional as I watched that movie. And I'm not even from here, but God spoke something into me that day about being called to this region for what he's doing in this time, in this place. And I praise the Lord for that. So we want to pray for a revival here tonight. And I'm so thankful that you're here to share this with me. Um, yeah, I want to talk to you about praying for revival here in Edmonton. And I do believe that God wants to bring revival. And um, what does that mean exactly? Uh, there's probably lots of things that that means. Uh, but there's three ways that were kind of on my heart as I was praying for tonight about what that could look like. God keeps speaking to me when I say revival or I pray for people. He speaks back the word to me, awakening. When I pray about revival, he speaks back the word awakening. So let me give you three ways he's been doing that. Awakening for people who do not yet know Jesus. And so there are many times where I'm driving in the city. I live in Fort Saskatchewan when I'm driving around there. And I find myself seeing people around me kind of going to and fro wherever they're going. And I'm like, Lord, make yourself known. And he responds back and says, Craig, I'm already here. Ask me for awakening. We need to wake up. We need them to wake up. I'm already here. Ask me what I'm doing. Ask me for awakening. So I've started to ask the Lord for awakening. Awakening people to him. And I think that's how we can specifically pray for this region tonight. Why would we pray for awakening for people who do not yet know Jesus. Well, as I was thinking about this, my mind went to a specific passage of the Bible. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And in John 12, verse 40, it says, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. So we need to pray for those who have been blinded by the enemy. And they've also been imprisoned by the enemy. One of the scriptures that I'm often struck by is uh, Jesus paraphrases in Luke chapter 4 from Isaiah 61. And he reads the scroll of, from the prophet Isaiah that was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We need to pray that blindness would come off so that they would be awakened and that they would come out of the prison of the devil that he's got them in. The enemy has imprisoned people all over the place. And people often think that the devil only targets you if you're a follower of Jesus. That's not true. The truth is that the devil and his demons, they target all of humanity because they hate God. And they hate that we look like God and we reflect his image. They hate that about us. And so we, are, we have a target on us. Uh, people who don't know Christ have a target on them. They're blinded and they're imprisoned. And so we need to pray about that. You see, the devil and his demons don't want them to know that they are daughters and sons of the Most High God. And they are meant to live an abundant life here and now in Jesus' name. So we also need to pray for awakening of people who already know Jesus. There are many times where I'm in a worship service, the music starts, and I ask God to manifest his presence there. And I hear him responding back, ask me for awakening. I am here. Lord, open the eyes of our hearts. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that know and understand you. Ephesians 1 talks about the eyes of our hearts with spirit of wisdom and revelation. And friends, I don't think we can pray that enough for ourselves and for our churches, that we would be awakened. And what are we being awakened to? Revelation 4 and 5. 
to the throne and the lamb, the one worthy, the one who gives us identity and belonging. Listen to this from Revelation 4. After this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. And once I was in the spirit and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a, light, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings and full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. We need to be awakened to the glory of heaven and the worship that is ceaseless and endless in the throne room of God. So we need to be awakened to that. And so that's what I want to encourage you to pray about tonight. That he is worthy. There's no one else like him. He is the Lord our God. And he is worthy to receive glory, honor, and power. Because he did create all things. All people. So Father, I just sense that you're so pleased with the prayers of your people. And God, I thank you for just the scripture in Revelation. Where you call your friend John to behold, to come and see, to be awakened to you. And I just speak that over each of us here tonight in Jesus' name that we would behold your glory, your majesty, your wonder, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that know and understand you, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation like never before in our lives, God. And I just sense your eagerness to open our eyes so that we would be awakened, the people around us would be awakened, and that the capital region would be awakened to you. God, we plead for that together in agreement tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite Pastor Dean to come now to pray uh, revival for our churches. Father, we know that you desire the church to be your representation on this earth. And Lord Jesus, you said that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Lord, you've called us to be light. Lord, that would shine bright. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Lord, that we would represent you shining your glory through your love, through your truth, and through your power. Father, you've called us to be salt of the earth that would penetrate, infiltrate. And Lord God, that we would be ambassadors of heaven on earth. Lord, with a ministry of reconciliation. Lord, you've caused us, Lord God, to arise. And I pray, Lord God, not only for an awakening, but for an activation of your church tonight. Lord, for the entire body of Christ throughout the capital region of Edmonton. Lord God, that we would arise, that we would awake, and Lord God, that we would be mobilized in this earth, Lord, as your representation of shining your light of your truth and of your love. God, help us, oh God, to break free from the bondages, the snares that the enemy would try to put in our path. Lord, we recognize, Lord, if the gospel is hid, it is hid to those who are perishing. And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that don't believe, lest the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ would shine unto them. And so, Father, you've given us authority as your church over all the power of the enemy. You've given us authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. You've given us authority to bind and to loose. And whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. And so, Lord, I pray tonight, Lord God, that as a church, that we would arise in the authority and in the power of your might. And, God, that we would walk in that fullness of your destiny of our lives, oh God. That we would represent you in the kingdom of God. Lord, that we would take the gospel of Jesus, Lord, to the highways and the byways. 
Lord, that we would not be ashamed or we would not be afraid to preach the word of God, Lord, to our loved ones, to our neighbors, to our families, and to our friends. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of division. I bind the spirit of strife. I bind the spirit of complacency. I bind the spirit of apathy. I bind the spirit of fear. I bind that spirit that would try to hold the church back and we break free in the name of Jesus. I declare breakthrough on the church in Jesus' name. Lord, that we would arise in your name, in the power of your name, in the glory of your name. Lord God, that we would arise and shine bright for your kingdom, for your glory, in the name of Jesus Christ. Revival, come to the church. Arise and awaken. Be activated, be mobilized in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I just... Um you know, when we started Resurgence, this ragtag group of people in 2008, we didn't really know that in 2022 that we'd be here at Champion City Church with uh, having seven nights of prayer in all these churches. And I'm just, I'm honored. I'm honored that um, Craig would share, Rick would share, Dean would share, that there's pastors and leaders in this room from various churches that have been here throughout this. And I, I just want to say thank you. It is an honor to just, we just want to see what God wants to do in this city. And I I'm not sure why he chose us. I'm not sure why this is a conduit, but I just want to say yes to it. I just want to say yes. I know that's the heart of House of Prayer. That's why we're together, and I know that's Jim's heart, and it, it's just we don't care how it happens. We just want to see God move in this city. I, we don't care what vehicle it is or just all the churches. Let's let every local church flourish in the city of Edmonton. That's the heart of this thing is God wants to move in the city. And we've prayed it, but we're one church. We're one. We're, we're, and, and I just, I want to close our time as, as we've talked about revival, we've talked about it uh, globally in Canada, and we've talked about it in neighborhood and people we need to pray for, and we've, we've prayed for churches and we've prayed for these things, but it's really easy to see revival and go, yeah, revival, pray for that thing over there, pray for you to do something, pastor, you go do something. And it's another thing to go, revival starts with me. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's this thing where we can come and we can gather for seven days and we can say, okay, we prayed and we've, we've worshipped and we've done these things and then we can go back to life as usual. And I just want to call us tonight, I feel Holy Spirit wants to call us tonight to look at our hearts tonight, to look at where we're at, the personal response, our personal response, and we have this desire to have God move out there, but the reality is God has moved inside here. And when God moves inside of here, all that other stuff that we're praying for, it starts here. It starts with your heart. It starts with my heart. It starts where we're at. And, you know, I'm reminded in Acts 2, they waited, they prayed. Some people didn't wait. We, don't, we didn't hear of the people that didn't wait. We heard of the people that waited, they prayed, and there was this encounter in Acts 2 that changed the course of their history. It said that 3,000 people showed up and said, what must we do to be saved? Peter pointed to the word. He didn't have a PowerPoint in this amazing sermon. He said, well, Joel said this. This is what's happening. We're not drunk. This is what's happening. Holy Spirit came. What happened was the power of God showed up. But because of that, their lives, how they lived their lives changed. And you know what? Um, a movement started. And, and, you know, someone didn't wait and pray. Sorry, someone, I was saying that. Someone, some of them didn't wait and they didn't pray and they weren't there. But those that waited and prayed, a movement started. And I just want to say, how do you start a movement? You start it by just encountering him, but then you live it out every day. And one of the things, the themes that, that God has birthed in our hearts is resurgence in our hearts and house of prayer, I know, is that this is an everyday thing. And sometimes we can think revival is an event or revival is a service on a Sunday where Pastor Dean preaches a great word and it's like, oh, that was really great. But the reality is how are we different Monday morning? And every pastor in the city would say the same thing. It's really great to have a great response. It's great to have the altars filled, but their hearts would be, what happens on Monday? What happens on Tuesday? What happens when you're on the job? Where's, where's revival moving then? Because when revival starts to move in no spheres of influence, we're going to see the revival we've been praying for. Yeah. And, and it starts with our hearts and where we're at. And um, I'm not content with just seven days of, of prayer and then we go back to it. Uh, my heart is, has to go beyond this thing. 
God's put a heart for a movement, a movement of people, the church, us, all of us in this room, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to, to have our hearts in the right spot with him and say, God, how can you use me today? I read of the revivals of the past. They didn't stay status quo. I, I read of um, Evan Roberts, and Evan Roberts said, Lord, bend me. That was his prayer, Lord, bend me. Said he spent time in prayer and in the Word, and there was this moment he got this opportunity to speak in, a, in the church in Ireland, and he said, Lord, bend me. And revival came to that community. Revival came to Ireland. Revival came. I think of the Hebrides revival. I think of all the revivals that I've studied. It came through brokenness. It came through people saying, Lord, break me. Lord, bend me. God, I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I don't know what to do anymore. I need you. See, it's at the end of us where revival starts. It's at the end of us. It's not us trying to do something. It's us saying, okay, God, we don't know what to do. And in the middle of this pandemic, it's easy to go, okay, well, I, I'm getting through it, and I'm, maybe we just don't know what to do. We just need him. And maybe the ingredients are just right in this world right now for an end wave move of the Holy Spirit like we've never seen. Because services are great, programs are great, God uses those things, but what we need is an encounter of his presence. To know the Father God, to know the love of God in our everyday and I know we say God is always in the room and God's presence is always here, but I don't want our theology and, and our understanding to limit a, a fresh encounter with him. There, there are times in, in scripture where God showed up in the burning bush and Moses looked and saw that the bush was burning. He happened to look that way. And I just would say, could we look and find those burning bushes? God wants to ignite. There's a fresh encounter for every one of us. And I want to suggest tonight that he's in our midst. And you know, um, Isaiah 43, 19, we say this almost every year. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it's spring up. Do you not see it? When 2022 came in, maybe some of you said, okay, it's 2022. The time has changed from 21 to 22. This is a year of newness and change. And it's easy to say that, well, because the time has changed. But change doesn't just happen because the time changes. Right. And, and I've been thinking a lot about change. I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of change in our lives. In this last year, I lost my father and yeah, I got married. I, there's so much that has happened in our lives, in this world, and we're going, oh, there's a lot of change. But when I read scripture and I, and I think of revival, I think revival looks like change. Starts with me. You know, in, in 2 Chronicles 7.14, the verse we always read about revival, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, everybody say turn, turn. from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. See, turn is a moment of change. Sometimes we think wicked ways. Well, we're not wicked. But the Bible says that sin is wicked. The Bible says that idols are wicked. But that there are things that we let into our hearts and our lives. And I feel like he's saying if we want to see revival, there's a repentance. There's a, there's a death to us. There's a Lord bend me. However we want to phrase it. There's a moment where we have to change. See, when we're in noise, we can't be a voice. And I believe God's wanting us to bring the kingdom, the Father heart of God, to everyday life. But we have to step away and know him. We have to spend time in his word. I think revival looks like a people that treasured the word of God. That's what revival looks like. Not just for the preacher on a Sunday, but every day do we treasure this book. It looks like worshiping when no one's looking. It looks like prayer, not just at the house of prayer or at resurgence or on a, at a service or pre-service prayer, but it looks like every day, how, how is our prayer life? How, how are we fueling ourselves? You know, um, I won't believe for change or revival to spring up somewhere else, but I want it here. I want it here. I want God to do it. I, I don't want another year of an old pattern. Uh, you know, change, they say change in an organization takes one to three years to change culture. <laughs> you can change a paint. You can change things. You can, you can say, you can look up right now five steps to a really good 2022 and there'll be a YouTube video about it, I'm sure. Five steps to lose 100 pounds in 2022. But it's another thing to actually lose 100 pounds. 
It's another thing to follow those five steps. I'm not here to give you five steps tonight or a recipe. I just know that God is calling us to say yes to the change in our heart. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but I believe he wants to reveal it tonight. I believe there's, there's a moment here in this place, corporately as a church, to just say, God, we, we'll do it. We'll pay the cost. And sometimes, you know, last night we were driving and I just, we were talking, Jess and I were talking about, we just feel like sometimes there can be this thing, well, Revival is the preacher's responsibility. Ministry is the guy on the stage's responsibility. That, that it's the guy up there to, to do the stuff of Jesus. And, and I think of this, you know, John the Baptist came to prepare the way. Jesus. Jesus was the way. So John got out of the way so Jesus could come. Yeah. And here's the thing. Jesus is the way. Now Jesus comes inside our hearts. See, now revival looks like becoming all God has called me to be, becoming all that God has called you to be. See, when you find your purpose, when you find who God's called you to be, when you go, I'm alive in Christ and I'm called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, that's revival. That's what it looks like. That's, that's coming alive into who you called. And sometimes we say, well, it's for the person on the stage. It's for Pastor Rick. It's for someone else. No, it's every single one of us God wants to empower. God wants to speak to. God, you're not lesser than because you're not on this stage. We're all on the same level. We're all saying yes to God. And so I, I just want us to stand in this place. I want to ask the worship team to come. And, and we're just going to give a, a time for some reflection because I believe God just wants to encounter. I, would you just lift your hands out just like you're going to receive something? And I just close your eyes. In Acts, in the outpouring there was a notable change. 3,000 people were changed. And then Peter and John were walking and they said silver and gold. And this guy stood up. And, and all these disciples and apostles, they start living this faith out. And it says in Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the wonders and signs that were performed. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And their number, it says later on, added daily. God, I thank you that your presence is in this place. I thank you that your presence is in this place. And I just ask you now, Holy Spirit, that you would come in an undeniable way over every single heart, over every family that's represented here, every single life in this place, everyone watching online, that there would be an undeniable presence, undeniable move of God that would just come right now in Jesus' name. I pray for a fresh encounter, a fresh encounter in this place, a fresh encounter of your presence, God. I just pray, God, that you would come And as your hands are in front of you, I just sense some of you are going to start to feel His presence just come on you. Just respond to that. He's going to start revealing things. You may say that there, if there's blockages, if there's barriers, if there's things that you go, there's, there's stuff that's not right in my heart. I felt like the Lord said there's some idols that are going to fall. You've idled things or people or places or, or different things and He wants those to fall tonight. There's sin. There's secret sin you've told nobody about. We prayed this last night, but you just, you just have to confess it tonight. You just have to say, God, take it. There's a mindset that you believe that God wants to transform tonight, that you're not good enough. Some have believed lies in this place that you, you can't attain because you've sinned, you've done stuff, and if every, anybody knew that, they wouldn't like you. And we just break that lie right now. He loves you, and He calls you a son, His daughter. And there's just an encounter in, in Acts when they gathered together and they prayed. It said that the Holy Spirit came. And so, God, we're asking for just that fresh encounter. For some that need a fresh baptism. <laughs> You're the reviver, God. And we're hungry for you. We don't want to just do church or service or prayer meeting, but we've come and you're a person and you're in this place and we just encounter you afresh right now. Just receive what he's doing. I just sense him doing stuff in hearts and minds. 
some have let your mind um, detour you from what your heart wants to do what God wants to do in your heart. There's been this, the mind is like fighting. And I just sense that you're just going to say, okay, I just surrender. I surrender my trying to figure it out. And let the Spirit of God just move in your heart right now. There's an awakening. There's something where the lights are turning on. More, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Just begin to worship Him, whatever it is. Just If He puts a, a song in your heart, if He puts words, just, just press into Him. And this is between you and God. There's no one around. Just, just, just have this time with God right now. It's like you're Moses on a mountain with a burning bush. What would you say? What would you do? I sense there's just healing. People are being healed. There's dreams being reminded of. There's incense, incense being reminded of when you were a child and God's just healing some memories. sense the Lord saying there's an invitation for the hungry are you hungry are you hungry tonight are you hungry to know him more you might not know what that looks like I don't but I just want more and if you are he's saying come and find me find me find me tomorrow morning find me Monday morning find me in your in your in the word I'm there waiting for you God, I pray unity over the body of Christ. I pray unity over our own hearts, in our families, God. I pray that the need to be right will be put down, the need to post and to vent and to say the things we say, but God, we will do what you've called us to do. I pray for such a unity in the families, in, in, in people that we know, in our friend groups. I pray a shift, declare it tonight. God, even the COVID thing that's divided people and there's been so much division. I speak unity. God, I speak unity. God, I know our heart is revival and when we give you unity, you're going to pour out revival. And so God, tonight we say yes to unity. We say yes to coming under the Father and saying, we just love you, Daddy. And we just, we say all the other differences, we're just going to celebrate the Father, that we love the Father. We say yes to what you're doing, Father. And don't distract us. We've just shed the distractions away. The distractions that have caused us sleepless nights. The distractions that have, that have caused such division. I just break off division over the body. Over each one of our families or friend groups. or We just declare over churches that have been divided over this. We just declare that division to end tonight. And a mighty move, even tomorrow morning, in the churches across this region. God, as we go to church in the morning and we plug into our local churches, I thank you that there'll be a shift tomorrow morning. I thank you, that Father, for the pastors and the ministers. I thank you that even their word will shift tonight. And there'll be something new that you're doing, that worship will erupt. I thank you for the song that Mo sang tonight, faithful, that he wrote. But I thank you that songs are going to come out of this land called Edmonton. And there'll be songwriters that will sing the songs of God, the songs of revival, the songs of a move of God. So God, we call it forth. We call forth your destiny. We call forth dreams. I call forth businesses to arise. Businesses that impact. 
that politicians do arise in every sphere of influence. God, I thank you for educators tonight. If you're an educator tonight, raise your hand. I just pray over every educator in this place, every bit of education. I thank you for a rise of the educators that will that will know you and carry revival to their students. God, they might not be able to say it or ever talk about it, but I thank you that there'll be such leaking of the presence of God that'll happen in classrooms. God, I thank you for an anointing that breaks every yoke, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Tonight, we want to give an opportunity. If you want prayer, we have a prayer team, uh, Heartland and some of our team. And if, if you're part of the prayer team, maybe over here or where, over here, all, all over. Donovan says all over. How about you come, Donovan? And, uh, this next part and we're just going to respond but I, I want you guys to lead us after that and I just that there's something that God's doing tonight I I can't put words on it I'm not giving you five points I told you that because I don't have them I just know I want it I want it I want him I don't want to drive home the same I haven't uh, felt released to share this word yet but publicly like this but I feel like tonight is the time that I need to share this word uh, I was uh, in worship one day and I feel like the Holy Spirit took me up to uh, the top of the Stantec Tower and I was up there with Jesus and he handed me a key to the city and I asked Jesus what is the key to the city and, and I really felt in my spirit Jesus said to me what you want to see in the city you need to see it in your family first and then you'll see it in the city and I, and I feel like tonight he, he just gave me this picture while we were worshiping of just fires in homes across the region where families where people individuals are giving themselves to the place of prayer giving themselves to revival and it's just going to spread across this city his his move is going to start in our hearts and so tonight i i feel like if you want that spark if you if you're hungry for that come forward and receive prayer we're going to pray uh, I, I believe we need to pray tonight for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received that or if you want a renewal in that, come forward and receive prayer for that. If you feel like your fires maybe maybe dwindled, to be honest, maybe this season has been really difficult and, and you're feeling heavy and burdened and you want that fire back, you want that passion back, that might be something to come forward and receive prayer for. Maybe some of you in this room that, that you just want to, you're, you're burning for revival or maybe you're praying for something and you want someone to agree with you tonight. Maybe when, when Rick had us earlier declare those promises, maybe come forward and, and just agree with somebody about that promise and declare, God, we're going to see this thing happen. And so we're going to have the worship team, they're going to continue to sing, but, but as they do, just come forward, receive prayer, or you can just come forward and kneel at the altar as a sign uh, of just surrender to him. So yeah, Jesus, may you continue to minister to our hearts, Lord God. I, I believe what you said, that revival starts in our families. It starts in our homes. It starts in our hearts. And so, Lord God, I pray. We want to see you move in this city, yes. We want to see you move in this region, yes. But in our hearts, Lord God, we give you everything that we are. May revival start here. May we see it go into every corner of the city, to this province, to this nation, to this world, Lord God. We want to be carriers of your spirit, carriers of your power, Lord God. And so fill us with yourself. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, worship team, you guys can go ahead. The altar's open, and we won't do a formal closure to the evening. We're just going to kind of flow in this, and so when, you're, when you feel like you need to head out, you can head out, but, but just let's engage with him now. Let's, let's, whatever he's inviting us to, let's be obedient to do that tonight. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We hope that you were blessed. For more information about Resurgence, including how you can take part of this great movement, visit www.liveresurgence.com.